Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan. This week I am joined with James. Me. Hey James, how's it going, buddy? Um, it's going well. I know, we're recording really early this morning. It is, yeah. I'm, but, I'm looking forward to having like a whole Saturday. I know, I'm, uh, my family, my dad has this thing called Family Game Night. Lame. But he's changing it up to, uh, family playing games in the park. Less so, lame. <laughs> so we're gonna go play like badminton and stuff. Cool. So, um, I forced you to come here early and you hang out. With me. Me. I had two choices. It was early or late, and I was like, well, I, we, we never do early. I don't know. And then, um, my son is rocking his dinosaur pajamas. He's adorable. He loves them. And by rocking, you mean Rawr. like walking around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still like nervous. Like he holds on to things as he walks. Yeah. But like he, you can tell that he's strong enough. He can just do it. Yeah. If he sees stuff he likes, he'll walk. But when he's, <laughs> he likes to haul butt around the table and hang yeah. on to it. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering where Brad is, Brad's actually in Kansas City showing his film. So cool. Good luck, Brad. I, I'm sure it'll go over very well. Yeah. I've, I always forget the name of the thing. He's that's like KC, um, film fest showing movie place. I, I don't know why I can't ever remember where he's at. But if you're in Kansas City and you say, "Oh, there's lots of art, artsy things around here." That that's, that's probably where you are. Yeah, that's um, that's where he's at. Uh, but you should go see it if you're in Kansas City. Jean-Claude Van Damme's damn van. Of course, this will be out before after his movie shows. But hey, maybe I can send it to you psychically. Congratulations, Brad. Yeah. He's, he's touring the country with his film. Yeah, that's cool. Good yeah, that's awesome. Um, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Pixels. Uh, stay tuned for that at the end of the show. We'll play the trailer, review the movie, and kind of spoil the movie. Um, and we'll tell you if you should see it or not. So yeah. if you want to, if you want to see it, make sure you stop listening to us and listen to us after you see it because we'll spoil the movie a little bit. Um, and we also just talk about what we've been watching, bunch of movie news, uh, more movie podcasts. We like to have fun, and we also like to be nerdy and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow! Indeed. You're excited, huh, buddy? He really wants to hear about Pixels. He's like, Dad, Yeah. I want Adam Sandler to make a movie that's not shit. <laughs> Please. Did he accomplish it? Stay tuned. Um, before we start, um, what's really cool is we're out and about at a lot of conventions, and we get to meet cool people. Yeah. Uh, we met people at Denver Comic Con who were really interested in starting their own podcast. And I- I'm actually thinking that you talked to this gentleman. His name was Brian. Probably. Um, because I don't remember speaking to him, but I talked to a lot of people about starting podcasts there. Um, but maybe when I he started a podcast, cool, good, and um, I mean, and, I told him not to. So what the fuck <laughs> is he doing? No, I didn't. Uh, maybe when I describe it, you'll remember him. Um, because when he, I, I, I don't remember talking to him, but I could have too, because we talked to so many people. Yeah. And forgive me, Brian, but uh, it sounds like something we would talk to someone about. 
Um, yeah. Anyways, he started a podcast called Human Coupling Podcast. was created by Brian and Marissa because they felt there was no representation for couples like them in the media. Yeah, I, I, I think I do remember these guys. Brian and Marissa are an interracial, interability, intercultural couple who live in Denver, Colorado, and wanted to provide their unique perspective on life's journey and the human coupling experience. Human Coupling Podcast is a show about what it means to be human and be a couple. So whether you're married, divorced, dating, or don't know where you land, we're here to help. Um, you can contact them. They have a YouTube um, channel. They also have email, humancoupling at gmail.com. Obviously, Facebook, you can like them, Human Coupling Podcast. Um, you can follow, us, follow them on Twitter. It's um, H-M-N-C-P-L-N-G Podcast. And they're also on SoundCloud. So Cool. You can find them. And yeah, that's cool. It's a really interesting idea for a podcast. Uh, most important thing to starting a podcast, uh, being able to be found. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> or like our buddy Shia LaBeouf says, uh, just, just do, do it. it. Just do it. And, and, uh, he's going to offer you some encouragement right now. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it! Some people dream of success while you're gonna wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible! You should get to the point where anyone else would quit and you're not gonna stop there! No! What are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. Yeah, I love Shia LaBeouf. He's just such an encouraging guy. <laughs> just like, what do a, it. <laughs> what a nice guy. Good for him. My favorite one of those is some guy edited into um, Luke lifting up the X-Wing in The Empire oh, Strikes yeah. Back. It's really <laughs> funny. Um, so, yeah. So, check out his podcast, Human Coupling. Uh, we always say just do it. And then when you finally get it done, it's really rewarding and um, yeah. I, I always tell everybody, they say, is it hard? Sometimes it's hard and it get, becomes a grind, but I see movies anyways. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm just doing what I would do anyways. Yeah. It's just the time that is, yeah. is the, the suck at times. Yeah. Yeah. At times. But at the end of the day, I, I still have fun. Yeah. Even like, almost five years doing it. I still have lots of fun. Doing yeah. It. We're getting there. We are. How would you want to do? Oh, I should say we're debuting a new format to the show. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It just freshened up. Freshened we're freshening up. things up. Because, um, you know, I do want to thank my friend Joe Kempter for being the voice of our interstitials for so long. Um, but I decided yeah. a few weeks ago that I wanted to change it up. And um, not that Joe's interstitials were great. It's just I've listened to 200 and... You mean not is, that they weren't great? Yes, not right. that they weren't great. Um, <laughs> I've listened to 212 episodes of Real Nerds Podcast multiple times. And um, it's it's like Wonder Bread. Eventually, you just want to try whole wheat. And... So we're going to debut, and um, the reason I'm saying this is because we're going to start putting quotes from some of our favorite films that deal with the topics that we talk about. If you have an idea for a movie clip that you want to be an introduction to one of our uh, little um, segments we do, email us or tweet us at realnerds at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at realnerds, um, and we'll put it into the show, yeah. just as long as it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, not all of them are going to make sense. Yeah. Um, that's why we, we also changed the box office style a little bit. Um, yeah, we're just toying with things. Just toying with things. And if you don't like it, say, hey, put Joe back on. We'll do it. Um, so 
since we're uh, talking about the box office, um, here's our box office predictions for next week. Show me the money. That's it, brother. But you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Congratulations, you're still my agent. What comes out next week? Uh, next week is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I mean, um, Rogue Nation. Is it? Yeah, next week oh, is Rogue man. Nation. You know what makes me excited? Uh, all the money. I hate, I think it, I predict all the money. I know. It's funny because uh, for the box office one, the first thing that came to my head was, and you heard it, is Jerry Maguire, show me the money. So mm. it's fitting that Tom Cruise is yeah. introducing us to uh, his movie. This movie, what makes me really sad, I read the review of it on The Hollywood Reporter, and I was thinking that the scene where he's hanging off the side of the airplane is the ending. That's the beginning of the movie. Oh, shit. They're saying that he does like, crazy shit throughout the whole movie. Oh, shit. And that the movie plays like a spy thriller Bond movie. So okay. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, I think this movie is going to do really well. Um because I I love how they're marketing it. Have you seen all the new trailers for it? Um, no, I haven't seen all of them. Uh, the new trailers that are f- floating around because uh, I watch sports all the time, so obviously they're going to market that movie heavily on sports. The the new trailer it says it shows Tom Cruise hanging on the side of the airplane, and it says if this crazy stunt looks real, it's because it is. And then they just show a bunch of stunts from the movie. So their their marketing is a really cool way. It's like you want to see some cool, yeah, like, you know, someone doing real stuff. Come see it because I think. After Mad Max, people are like, oh, I'd like to see practical stuff. Yeah, i like to see things that happen. Yeah, and so it's kind of cool. And there's some great articles. I, I keep on posting them. He did, uh, Tom Cruise did a cool interview with Yahoo Movies mm. where he talks about that stunt hanging off the side of an airplane and yeah. what he had to go through to do it. And it and that he did it eight times is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm really excited. I would say, um, I'm going to say 65 for the month, for the, for the weekend. 65. Wow, I'm actually gonna say it's gonna open higher. I'm gonna go 82. That's pretty high, but I'm gonna say 82 million. Okay. Um, if you want an update from how we did last week, I'm gonna win. I said Pixel Pixels was gonna do 39 million. Um, and let me see. I think last time I checked, I think it said it's gonna actually outperform because they said it's their worry is gonna do maybe 25 million. Man. And um, now oh yeah, sorry. Now, now they're, it did pretty good on Friday, but now they're saying it's going to be $24 million debut. So, bless you, buddy. Huh. So that's, uh, I think it's because there's so many good movies out right now. It's, oh, I'm sure. And they released three movies this week. So they also have Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal that came out. And kind of taking away from their crowd is that Paper Towns open that, uh, oh, yeah. My Fault in the Stars author's book. Yeah. That's been, I, I'm, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, the Ant- Antoine Fuqua market is really <laughs> sucking away from yeah. Pixels. But it's hard when you, I mean, Pixels is a lot 
same kind of demograph is going to be Ant-Man, where it's going to be young people. True. And, very true. Um, yeah. I, I And I don't think the marketing team did a very good job with that movie. But Nope. Actually, uh, I don't think that the marketing for Pixels or Ant-Man was terribly good. No. So. So, but, the, but the thing that Ant-Man had going for it, Marvel brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pixels has Adam Sandler, which I always... Sometimes I marvel at his some of his movies that make tons of money, yeah, and ones that don't, yeah. But he uh, he's one of the most. Yeah, he can go from like you know yeah like we talked about last week like Jack and Jill can do amazingly, but then you know the cobbler just sort of disappears even yeah. though it. I mean now neither of us has seen Jack and Jill, but arguably cobbler's probably a better movie. Yeah, he, I like I said I'm always tempted to get it because it's only two ninety nine on Blu Ray right now. Yeah, but I, there's something about it that I just don't want to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure this pencil isn't sharp. There you go, buddy. I know. I just had to make sure the lead wasn't in it. I don't want you to stab yourself. <laughs> or, eat, or eat the lead. <laughs> <laughs> num, 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 graphite. Num, 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 num. Uh, yeah, I guess technically it's graphite. It's not lead anymore. Um, yeah, he that, can't that, he, he can't die from eating graphite. No. I don't know if it'll feel good. <laughs> but he can't die. So, um, yeah, so... I said... People listening think you're just the... Like, they're gonna try and have your kid taken away from nah. you from all the shit we do on this Right. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, uh, man. You know, last week, too, before we get totally into the show, I forgot to thank people at the premiere of Driven hmm? that we went and saw. Um, we did a, the movie premiere of Driven, and I really want to thank the director, Brian McCauley, because a lot of times when we do events like that, we end up not doing anything. Um, yeah. Not not in a bad way, just people are busy. Yeah. But he actually set us up with interviews, and I was able to interview Tony Todd, yeah. horror and film legend. And we had a really fun interview. Yeah. And, that, and look for that soon. Um, It'll come out this week. It's just uh, James recorded our whole red carpet experience, so he has to edit a lot of it. So Yeah, and you you might just get a, a rough cut of all of it as well, because I think yeah. some of it's pretty fun. Yeah, so we, we're going to... He's going to edit it down, but I think we're also going to release a director's cut Yeah, where it's going to be silly. But he, we have lots of fun, and he also told us an exclusive story on our podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was really funny. <laughs> you got to make sure you tune in, tune in for that. Oh, yeah. That was pretty unexpected. It, it was unexpected. And what was cool is it was the first time I've ever done uh, radio or podcasting where I was told by a publicist to speed it up twice. Yeah. They were like, hey, hey, we got to get other interviews in here, man. Yeah. People got shit to do. <laughs> this Uncle James needs that. <laughs> uh, oh, he's gonna go eat some yogurt. Little old guy. Oh, oh, it's breakfast time. Yep. No more graphite for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, cool. Yeah. So I just want to say thanks to Mr. Tony Todd because he also followed us. On yeah, Twitter. I know. And he really does a Twitter, uh, yeah. which was really cool. Before he came to the. Driven premiere, he was taking pictures all around the Denver Art Museum. And we found out through his, well, I mean, I kind of knew this about him because I asked him the question, but he's a really big art guy. He loves theater and things yeah. like that. So, um, very cool. Yep. And I was able to sneak in my Night of the Living Dead question. That was hilarious. But the funny thing is, too, is when we were told to speed up, he's the one who actually stayed longer. So, oh, yeah. I really want to thank him. And he said next time he's in town, he wants to do like a full hour interview with us. So, yeah. I'll be tweeting him next time he's in town. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Cause cool. Because he told me he does one-man shows, and he's doing one-man shows around Denver sometime soon. So. Yeah. I might actually just go see that, too. Yeah. I'd love to see him. Because um, he's... Because he's really good. Yeah, he is really good and driven. Yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to do first, James? 
Uh, let's do what we've been watching. They say so much, but they never tell you if it's any good. Are either one of these any good? Sir. What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Well, have you heard anything about either one of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You mean you haven't heard anybody say anything about either one of these? Nope. Well, what about these two? Well, they suck. These are the same two movies? You weren't paying any attention. No, I wasn't. I don't think your manager would appreciate it. I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you! Cool. Uh, this week I saw a few things. I didn't go too crazy. Uh, I watched uh, the Adam Sandler movie. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Okay. Um, it's all right. <laughs> the thing is, is I. It, it, That's one of those ones that feels like it was. Hey, they had a premise. It pretty much is, but there's some there are some funny bits in it. Um, the story is is Kevin James plays a a widowed firefighter who is trying to get his benefits, but transferred over to his kids, but he can't because his wife. I forget. I forget why he can't do because it. Because contrivances. There we go. And so the only way he can do it is if he marries somebody and names them the uh, the beneficiary of his trust or whatever he has. Sure. So he de- they decide to marry. He decides to marry his partner Adam Sandler in gay marriage, and it, the- which was highly controversial in two thousand and eight. Yeah. So what I mean, the the story does have some really. Um, good messages about accepting everybody and stuff like that. Um, and, but it, it has to be one of the few movies too. And Brad mentioned this last week watching Bill and Ted's. Where they actually say like fags in it. Huh. And then Adam Sandler learns that that's a derogatory term and he has a thing at the end where he speaks about it. And I mean, that's cool. Um, and there's some really like Steve Buscemi is really funny in it. He plays like a fraud protector for the city of New York. And there's this really funny scene where he's playing basketball with Kevin James's kids and he's shooting like really bad. And the scene just keeps on going, but it's it's really weirdly out of. So it's like it's like one of those you know movie movie basketball scenes. Only instead of cross cutting yeah. with like shots of people making the the shots, it's just it's just dudes playing basketball. Yeah, but he, like Buscemi would purposely shoot the ball way over the hoop and stuff, and oh okay, and he'd do you. like hook shots, but they would be way. It was really funny, but he'd always get the ball back, but he'd shoot the ball so far away. <laughs> it's just. It was just bizarre. Um, but the movie, I mean, I still laughed at it and it, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Adam Sandler. Sure. So I'll always watch his movies and I still think they're pretty fun. Um, it's not one of his best movies, obviously, but if you're bored and it's on TNT one day, there's worse ways to spend yeah. a couple hours. Um, I also watched, um, this one actually took me by surprise. We recommended Henry Jarvis, who will be back on the show for the Fantastic Four. Sweet. Um, if all goes to plan, he's really With his sexy voice. I know he's really in production on his film, and he wanted to come on Fantastic Four. So hopefully he'll be able to do it. That's in a couple weeks. Um, he recommended this movie in <laughs> one of his emails. It's called "They Came Together." Oh yeah, and it's a send up of it's, romantic comedies. Yeah, it's from the guys who made What Hot American Summer. And it is 
brilliant. Is it? Oh, it, man, I have wanted to watch it. Here, here's, I'll let you borrow it. Here's the thing. Cool. Is if you, we've seen so many movies. Yes. If you know all the tropes of romantic comedies, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> because, so basically they're take they took the idea of you've got mail where Paul Rudd works for a huge candy company. Sure. And Amy Poehler runs, uh, a, can- a, sp- a little, a little mom and candy- pop candy shop yeah. around the corner, and yeah, and all her proceeds and it's called go to the charity. candy around the corner. Uh, it, I think it's like the little sweet shop. Like, uh, of course it is. Uh, but she, all her proceeds go to charity. Like that's all her sign, so nobody pays for the candy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's all right. That's, exactly. That's and, pretty good. And there's so many. There's just so many like moments. It's it is basically like airplane. Where yeah. The jokes you either get it or you don't. You yeah. Either like the movie or you don't, and you have to know going in that it's totally stupid. Yeah. Because there's there's a part where Paul Rudd goes to his uh, office, and of course he's trying to get the big promotion, and so he has his, his friend uh, who's the cool guy, and they even say like, "Hey, you're my cool friend who doesn't care about anything," <laughs> and so they're playing catch with a football in his office. And Michael Ian Black plays like the, like the douchebag. And so he comes in and the, uh, Paul Rudd throws the football and it goes, and the guy catches it, but he falls out the, like the window. <laughs> so Paul Rudd's like, Oh my God. He goes over to hold him. They're like 30 floors up. And then Michael Ian Black like slinks in. He's like, Hey douches. And then, uh, Paul Rudd forgets about his friend hanging for his life outside. <laughs> and he, uh, Michael Ian Black says, Well, I'm going to go fuck your girlfriend now. And he reaches down and they have this, uh, like dish full of condoms unwrapped and he picks it up and just like walks out. <laughs> and, uh, his girlfriend is Kobe Smolders, um, who's, you know, Robin in How I Met Your Mother, Maria Hill in The Avengers. Yeah. And so Paul Rudd comes home. He's going to propose to her and she's getting like totally fucked by Michael Ian Black. So Paul Rudd is like, Looking kind of at the camera, but his back is turned, and behind him, his girlfriend's being just like totally railed. It's so bizarre, but if you get the movie, it's yeah. really, really fucking brilliant. Okay. Um, it's not for everybody. I don't think everybody's going to laugh at it. Right. But it's bizarrely funny. All right. Cool. I, I think, I think you, I think you might like it. Yeah. I, I, it's, I think it's 50 50. Cause usually that kind of super wacky off the wall stuff I don't like, but I, bizarrely became obsessed with Wet Hot American Summer after seeing it. Exactly. So it it's the, the same yeah. kind of humor. Where, yeah. I mean, it's like throwaway get This is where it reminds me of the airplane and uh, Wet Hot American Summer is so Amy Poehler and uh, Paul Rudd hate each other and they go to a costume party where they're supposed to be introduced to each other by their friends and they both come as um, Ben Franklin and that's why they came together uh, and they, they met and so <sighs> They're talking, and she says, you know what? I don't even know how you sleep at night. And Paul Rudd says, well, I jerk off and pass out like most people. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's it's really funny. Uh, I really liked it. Okay, um, cool. But I like those kind of movies. I don't know if yeah. everybody will get it. Um, right. Then I watched some uh, – the last two things I watched were uh, some 80s horror. Um, I watched a movie called Madman, which is an 80s slasher film, and it's – there's a there's a certain amount of charm to the 80s slasher genre <laughs> like that's I don't know if it's um it's not a good movie <laughs> but there's a certain amount of charm to it if that makes any sense where yeah. it's so corny 
And it's not to be confused with I, Madman, which I also got, but I'll watch that next this week. Um, but Madman is about a deranged, like, his name's Madman Mars, who's, he's basically like a Jason Voorhees, where he just shows up and kills people. Sure. But the stalking scenes are so long, it's, they're almost comically. Like excruciating? Yeah, oh, like, oh, okay. It's because there's this part where this girl is trying to walk up a hill. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and they so they do a POV of... Will she make it up the hill yeah, alive? They, so they do a POV with Madman. Oh, and no. the music is the synth 80s electronic music. So it's it's actually pretty... Not bad music, but it's funny because it's always like... Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> and this lady just can't get her footing walking up a hill. Is it like, is it like the It Follows score only... Horrible. Up yeah. a hill, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's bad. Um, so, and just before he gets... Not, not that the It Follows score is... The It Follows score is really good. No, the It Follows yeah. score is great. This this Madman one is interesting. Um, but he keeps on... um, Like, she keeps on trying to go up the hill. And she's almost gets caught by Madman. And she finally makes it by putting her foot on a rock. And she makes it up. And they, every time the Madman is stalking people, all you see is, like, his hand. So it's like... Does a, she know that the Madman's no. stalking her? She's just strolling. She's just... Yeah. So it's just a really intense stroll. Yes. Okay. She's looking for one of the counselors that went missing. And every time he's about to get him, they just show his hand that has a scar on it. So, like, just before he grabs her, as she goes up the hill, it's just his hand. It's like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. But not as cool. Um, There's a, is there also like a, a scene where she quietly reads a book and maybe something's going to happen to her? N- no, but they they always come up with these stupid <laughs> things where they go, well, you stay here. I'm going to go look at this by myself because we can cover more ground while people are being murdered. Like, I think that's the last thing you should do is split up. But anyways, uh, I think why it's really uh, infamous, I guess is a better word is the music is really unusual. Okay. I mean, it's not like bad music at all. It's just unusual yeah. for a horror film. And the kills are really graphic. Um, sure. But the the rest of it is the acting's not good. Right. Um, but the cool thing is, is I always wonder what Vinegar Syndrome was at the Alamo Draft House. And it's actually an imprint of Blu-rays that make cult movies and horror films, and they just put them out on Blu-ray. Okay. So they so they made it, and they have this. Madman has a two-hour-long documentary on it. Wow. So I mean, they make really good Blu-rays. Um, and they do the same thing Scream does, is they have um, reversible covers and cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, the last thing I watched was The Howling Two, which got a lot of traction on Twitter. <laughs> it did. Apparently, people care a lot about The Howling. I know The Howling Two, and it's not a good movie. Um, now this isn't the one where they're pig people, right? Is that three? Yeah, that's the three. three. That's marsupials. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you still have to watch for shit show. Or I, I do need to watch that at some point. Um, I don't want to. In this one, the subtitle is Your Sister's a Werewolf. And they say it like five times at the end of the movie, like, Your Sister's a Werewolf. <laughs> um, but it takes place almost immediately after the events of The Howling, um, where D. Wallace's newscaster turns into a werewolf on screen to show everybody werewolves exist. Yeah. Um, and so it t- picks up at her funeral, where... Uh, Christopher Lee is there, and he's a werewolf hunter. And why wouldn't he be? Um, yeah, he's doing. He's not doing anything else. And so he's there to warn people of the coming of Sturba, who is the werewolf queen. Okay. Um, but what I like the reversible cover of played by Aaliyah. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, she was like one at that time, probably <laughs> when the movie came out. Um, when so in America, it's called Howling Two. Your sister's a werewolf. 
Um, the reversible cover has the European edition and I, the cover isn't as cool. I like the American one where it's like this punk rocker, like werewolf, like shredding through the, uh, poster. Like she has sunglasses and fangs and like claws. I think it looks really cool. The European cover doesn't look as cool, but it says a howling two and the subtitle is Sturba werewolf bitch. So I'm like, <laughs> so that's the one I, Oh, that's awesome. I know, so that's the cover I put up uh, on my Blu-ray. Werewolf Blu bitch. I know. Uh, the movie is not... See, it's funny because she's part dog. Yes. Yeah, the movie's not good, but I can see why it's popular because there's tons of violence. Okay. Gratuitous nudity. Sure. Um, and it's super campy. And, sure. And what's cool about the Scream Factory Blu-rays is they always interview people from those movies. And this the one, Sturba... It's played by this lady's still beautiful. I think she's like in her 60s. She still looks great. Um, but she has a scene where there's like a werewolf menage a trois. I'm not joking. She's she's the Diane Lane of werewolf. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. So uh, there's a menage a trois of werewolves fucking weird. And Are so, they a, is it as wolves or like as in wolf form? Uh, half wolf form. So the, the wolves are like fucking and then sturba so they're like people from the from the waist they have down like fur on them i need to understand that okay but they're so they're like the wolf man yes they're like people yes, yes. but they're like they're yes. wolfy yes okay All right. um they're not they're not a wolf exactly okay they're yeah they're wolf man good way to describe it yeah um so sturba isn't she hasn't changed yet to a wolf and uh so the two wolves are fooling around and it's like turning her on so she like rips her top off and then she turns into like a blonde haired werewolf and then she gets into bed with him. And then when the credits roll, there's a, throughout the movie, there's this band, band that plays the howling so many times. It's like a punk rock band. Yeah. And they always show up wherever Sturba is. Like first it takes place in Transylvania and then they go some other place and this band is always at these parties. Oh, it, the band is in the movie. Yeah. The band, it's not just the music. No, the band's in the movie. Oh, okay. And they're always at these places where the werewolves are. Yeah. So first they're like in LA and this band is there playing the howling werewolf song. Right. And then they're in Transylvania and that band is back and they're playing the howling werewolf song. The same song. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they're playing it again. Yeah. But it's intercut with her ripping her top off 17 times. <laughs> That one scene, and the reason I know you it's... You guys remember her boobs? You want to see them a lot? And the reason I know it's 17 is because she... Uh, Watch the credits. The, the special features in an interview with her, she tells a story about she signed a contract and she knew that she had a topless scene, and she's okay with it. But when she went and watched the movie for the first time in a the theater, she didn't know that at the end of the movie... <sighs> so what they basically did, they cut picture, they cut scenes from the movie where people would open their eyes really wide, and it cut to her ripping her top off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so over and over this and over again, over and over and over again. So it's like her ripping her top off and then a shot of somebody like, what? yeah, or licking their lips. I'm not joking. Oh my and goodness. She was, she was furious. She, she should be. She walked to the office right after the movie, like walked right past the secretary. She said, went into the producer's office and she said, I cannot believe you did this to me. She said, you, but she said that the people were just loving it, but she said, that's, you know, it's kind of degrading. You guys just doing that to me over and over Kinda. and over. And she said she got in a huge argument with them, and it went back and forth. And originally, it was 30 times, and she cut it down no. to 17. And if you get the Blu-ray of The Howling, they show the original cut, uh, The Howling 2. They show the original cut of it, and it's pretty gratuitous. Wow. Um, so this is like, well, the credits are rolling on top of this? Yes. But So it'll be like, 
it'll show the credits, then it'll cut to someone's eyes going big and her ripping her top off, then it'll show credits, then it'll show someone's eyes, then her ripping wow. her top off. Yeah. It was originally like 30 times, and she was really upset about it. Um, yeah. So she it's went horrible. and she had him cut it down to 17. And that's the only reason I knew the number. 17 is still ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's not because you went back yeah. and were like, I gotta see how, how many times do they do this? This is insane. Um, the rest of the movie, <laughs> it's about werewolves and. So that scene is the best. The, the reason it's in the credits is because it's the best scene. Exactly. Not just because of boobs. The rest of it's pretty hokey. Um, yeah. And it's not that good of a movie, but it, it's, it's campy and it's gory and full of nudity and there's worse things um it's called creature sure <laughs> uh yeah that's what i watched this week cool uh i don't have a lot but uh i did finish i finished the um x-men days of future past oh man i still need to watch cut that thing i heard it's great but it doesn't add anything to the movie yeah do you like days of future past yeah, i love it yeah this one's got rogue in it for a minute sweet uh yeah it's not radically different to be completely honest like her section of the movie like the reason they cut it is because you can mm-hmm. you know um so it's not it's not a whole lot of stuff uh, i think actually there's there's just little bits of dialogue throughout the movie that are that i think are adjusted yeah, a little bit that's, too I, that's those what blu-ray.com I, said yeah those are actually probably more like there's one scene i can't remember which one but there's one scene where i was like oh okay that that was actually substantial like they there was a little bit more like backstory just in one little piece of dialogue. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't much. Uh, if you want to see it, this is why I love blu-ray.com is he actually went through and he put every scene that was added and the time it was added. Oh, wow. So you can see it's something like 27 scenes or something. And yeah. he said most of them are just like 10, 15 seconds more of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a whole lot of stuff. The, the rogue section is the, is the biggest thing. Um, and it's cool. Like it's neat to, have her in the movie um i don't think it's a worse version by any means you know it's only an extra 20 minutes or something Mm -hmm. like that like um i think her her little scene where they go get her is not much like Mm -hmm. it's not it could be cooler sure it's probably the weakest action scene in the movie um but yeah i mean if you if you don't own that movie yet like that's the one you should buy Obviously. Yeah, because it comes with a theatrical version as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if you're somebody who's like, oh, I gotta run out, like, I wouldn't necessarily recommend going and paying the twenty-two dollars and upgrading. You know, even even if you are like, I'm gonna go trade in my copy of the my old copy. That's what I did. Um, but Tradesmark gave me nine dollars for it, so I oh, there you go. I ended up paying like ten bucks for it. So yeah, I mean that's not bad, but even at ten dollars, it's like, eh. <laughs> wait, wait until it's like fifteen where you get a, a good deal. I think it's I think it's know. fourteen dollars right now on Amazon. Is it? Oh, okay, yeah. good, good, good. Well then, never mind. Go ahead and buy it. Everyone, just go buy it. Like fucking. If you like the movie, that's why I heard. Buy a couple copies. I heard everybody. Everybody said basically what you're saying. It doesn't really add anything to it, but it's cool to see it. I mean, yeah, I think not... it's just uh, the the only reason it's disappointing is because people have talked about it for so long. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean... since launch, it was like we're gonna do this rogue cut. You guys don't even know. There's so much more to this movie. There's not really. There's not much more to that movie. Um. So anyway, it it was interesting because like it's got me. It's got me thinking a lot over the last few weeks about whether or not I really like non-Marvel Studios Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, uh, I haven't done, I kind of took a step back from the comic book movies. I'll start again this week, but yeah, it's. Because, uh, is it bad? No. Do I feel like. Do I feel like Days of Future Past is actually a great movie? Kind of no. Like, it's good, but I don't know. There is this, um, 
there's a sheen for me that is sort of rubbing off on those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, where even when I go back and look at like X Men Two is great, um, but you know I, I don't know they're they're fun, um, but I don't know that they like yeah. that they stick to me the way that some I haven't of seen them in so long. I, I do remember last time I saw X Two, I was saying yeah, those movies are pretty good. But yeah, uh, I, I remember the first X Men. I actually didn't like that much. I feel like I don't. Maybe I'm just more disconnected. I think there may be too many characters. Maybe. Like that's what I sort of got this feeling of this time watching through was that like yeah, I mean Days of Future Past you have to have an idea because they don't introduce like Bishop anybody. or oh no no so no. you just kind of have to guess who and it the is. Act- the action scenes are really cool, but like I don't know. I'm not I'm not chomping at a bit for another at the bit for another action mo- or for another X Men movie, and it's not because of all the talk about apocalypse and how it looks like ooze and all that stuff that we did last week. Um, I think I'm just not chomping at the bit because. We've had so much time with those characters, and I don't know, like, there's not a through line. Like, I don't, what do I want from Xavier next? Like, what do I want from Magneto? You know what I want from a Magneto movie is I want him to do Nazi hunting. I want him to do, like, that James Bond first class, like, Nazi hunting. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, A, we're not going to get that movie. No. But but I more mean, like, on a character, like, when I go back and look at, like, where a lot of the Marvel Studio characters are, like, where is Steve Rogers, and where is Mm -hmm. Thor, and... There's a there's an emotional through line there as well uh, where I don't just want to see the next movie because I want to see like you know Cap fight Crossbones. I don't actually give a shit about Crit Cap fighting Crossbones. There is a I care about Steve Rogers Isn't and where he's going and what he's going to do and what he's going to learn and how he's going to change. And that's a testament um, to Chris Evans because Captain America yeah. is going is one of the hardest characters to portray yeah, and I think he, he can be super cheesy. Yeah, but Every time he says something, I want to salute him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They, they just revealed the uh, Blu-ray for Age of Ultron. It comes in a red Blu-ray case. Ooh, I know. Cool, what? huh? That's yeah. cool. <laughs> that makes oh, me excited. For, I don't know why that makes me happy. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's that's, red Blu-ray Yeah, look at how blue it is. It will go with my green Hulk I'm case. I'm totally going to pay an extra $2 for that when it comes out just because of that. Oh, I'm starting to get uh, – I'm starting to do what your brother's – been doing like if it's a movie i really like and it's in 3d i get the 3d version oh yeah even though i don't have a 3d player but maybe one day i will and it'll be yeah fun. well like why not laura's parents bought a 4k sony 4d oh, uh, 3d shit. tv i know i'm gonna go over there and watch spider-man and stuff oh, oh, I know. oh man i don't want to start having to buy 4k blu-rays i don't want to do that <laughs> you're uh, going to ah uh, i hate you anyway <laughs> anyways what else you watch uh oh yeah and then uh last night i went and saw mad max again because they were showing it at the Alamo. How many times have you seen that in the theater? Uh, that's the, well, in the theater in quotes would be four times because yeah, one of them was a drive-in. Drive um, but uh, yeah, it was just we left. Right, Rafe and I left Pixels, and he was like, you know, they're they're showing Mad Max this weekend, and there was like one showing last night at te- at eleven fifteen, and then they're showing it tonight at six something. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go on Saturday. It comes out pretty soon on but, I think September 1st. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's really close. Yeah. Um, but still, it was my last chance to see it in the theater, and I just thought, oh, I, yeah. I have to go. Um, and that movie's really fun. As tired as I was, I was still, like... Still entertained. I'm in this. I'm I'm totally good to go. So, I know. I was, yeah. I was stoked last night. I got an email that Trademarts have an alter used Blu-rays are $8.99. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your, your tweet. <laughs> so, I got Tur- Ninja Turtles 3D. Um the Pirates of the Caribbean 3D. Um, what other one? So all used Blu-rays are eight ninety nine. Yeah. So do they that. still get the buy one get one yeah, for a dollar? That's what I mean. Oh shit! So yeah. they're really like five dollars. Yeah. So I got that 3D. I got Ninja Turtles 3D. I got the two two Muppet movies and 
Treasure Island and Muppet Caper. Oh which yeah, are both okay. Um, but I loved Treasure Island as a kid. Yeah. Uh, what's the last one? I know I got another 3D movie. I can't. Oh, I got Into the Woods. And so, um, not like the greatest movies. Yeah. But. But for five bucks. For five bucks. <laughs> I saw my receipt here. It cracks me up. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, I saved $25. $159. Oh, my goodness. Because the. How long are they doing that sale? Uh, till Sunday. Uh, I'm going to make a stuff. Yeah, on the, the reason I went last night is because I didn't want to, like, n- miss out on the good stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure when I get there, there's going to be jack all up. There, there's but... actually some still good stuff there, but I already have it. <laughs> so, um, and to fill yeah. holes in my collection, especially because I had mentioned my comic book movie thing, I was like, man, I really don't want to pay money for the Ninja Turtles. Right. But if I have to pay five dollars for it and a three D, <laughs> five bucks, whatever. Right. And I still had to actually. I only paid. Uh, I ended up paying seventeen dollars because I had like an eight dollar gift card. Oh, I've got credit there too. Oh shit! Bad but, things are about to happen. But I also bought two cokes because I got one for my wife and one for me. So yeah. I really spent like eleven dollars <laughs> for those four movies, and I think there's worse ways to spend eleven dollars. I think so too. Um. Yeah, because I mean, even the Pirates of the Caribbean, the fourth one, isn't that great. But the Disney Blu-ray. 3D is limited edition. If you want one, they still have one there. They had two when I was there. But it comes with Honestly, five discs. I dislike that movie so much that even at that, I'd be like... Uh, yeah, it comes with five discs. I don't think I'd ever watch it. I think a movie's really? horrible. Yeah. I don't remember it, and I don't think it's good. So It's not good. <laughs> but we'll see. Halfway through, there's like this whole mermaid love Yeah, like vampire thing. mermaids. Yeah, no, but one of them falls in love with a dude, oh, and then right. I'm supposed to give a shit. I don't remember. There is too much not Ian McShane being awesome in that movie. <laughs> All remember. they need, all they needed was Johnny Depp being funny and Ian McShane being a badass and there being a treasure behind a waterfall or some shit somewhere. Like that's all <laughs> oh, I that's wanted. That's right. It's like in a cave. I don't remember the movie at all. Right. When did, when did it come out? 2012? I don't know. No, before that. In my nightmares. It came out in my nightmares. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'll watch it again. Whatever. Yeah. It was $5. Yeah. That's how I reckon. Now you got me really curious. I know. I, um, I mean, I, I put, uh, 12 years of slave down for, that 3D Pirates, just because it was a five-disc wow. limited edition. And when I the one I got was never opened. So well, I was like, oh, it's brand new. Here's the thing. I, I don't even know that I disagree with that, because while 12 Years of Slave is a much better movie, I don't know that I would ever watch that That's either. what I mean. Like, it's so great. I, mean, I don't know if I want to be punished again for two <laughs> right? hours. Yeah. Um, like In the same way that I never want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean 4 because it's bad, I never want to watch 12 Years of Slave because bad. Yeah. But here's the thing is, um, if you don't have like lost you can get like seasons of lost for five bucks on blu-ray is what i'm saying i'm still missing three seasons they have three and four there i have three and four. Oh yeah that's the only it's one the, yeah the problems are two and six okay if i ever see them i remember yeah <gasps> come here hi buddy come here come on come, come here on the show <gasps> or just stand there he's like fuck you guys <laughs> losers yeah talking on the internet totally my dad's an idiot. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've watched. Cool. Um, here's here's a comic book you should pick up this week. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Are you guys sniffing old newsprint or something? You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something. You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work in a comic book store for our folks, huh? Actually, I thought it was a bakery. This is just our cover. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. 
Hey, man, read this. I told you, I don't like horror comics. Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. And pray you never need to call us. James, you had one a couple weeks ago, and I talked over you, so I'll give you the floor now. I did, uh, but it was one that we'd already talked about. But yeah, so um, the Lock and Key Master Edition came out. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like I've talked before about how much I love uh, IDW's hardcovers, mm-hmm. um, but this is even better. Like it, oh, it it's got you know all the things you would expect. It's oversized so it's got, too. Yeah, it's it's oversized. It's um, it's the first two trades. Uh, or storylines, I should say. Um, and it's got all the stuff that you would expect of, you know, concept art and everything awesome at the back of it. Um, it's really amazing. Uh, I'm impatiently waiting for the next two to come out. But uh, if you've never heard me talk about Lock and Key, Lock and Key is one of my favorite things ever. Um, it's a really fantastic story about a house with a bunch of magic keys that do a bunch of magic things. Um, so the sh- short version is... There's a death key. If you put it in the death door, you walk through it, you turn into a ghost, and you can fly around like a ghost. Um, and here's the thing, too, is James doesn't like horror. So if James no. is recommending a horror comic book, know that it's really good. And it is it is a horror comic oh, book. Yeah, some, some bad shit happens in that book. Yeah, there's no getting um, around it. But it is so inventive and so creative. It's one of those things. It's, like, it's one of those things that you read it, and it's such a simple premise and such a well-told story that you just... It feels like a story that has already always existed. Hmm. Like, it's just really well told. Um, so, uh, written by Joe Hill. Um, you you just... You gotta check it out. Go to Colorado Crimes Cards of Comics. They've got trades of it there. Uh, and if you've read it before, uh, or you somebody, like, you borrowed it from somebody, like, go get the Master Edition, because it's... Uh, it's just good to hold. <laughs> Man, when I got it and I opened it up and just buried my nose in it and was like... <laughs> oh, it smells so good. Like that new ink smell on comics. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, pick Very it up. Very cool. Uh, I'm excited. They announced a new Spider-Man book called Spidey. And oh, it's... is this the one where he's like in, in school again? Yeah, he's in school, and, but it's like fun Spider-Man. Yeah, with like, Dan cool. Slott. No, no, Dan Slott's not writing it. It's, um, uh, who's, I think I want to say it's Nick Spencer's writing it. Oh, cool. Yeah. We met him it, at Denver Comic Con. Yeah, I don't year. know if that might not be right. I just read yeah, the article. Either, either way, we met the Nick, yeah. Nick Spencer at Denver Comic Con. But uh, it's also drawn um, by... Man, I can't believe I'm playing right now, but it, it sounds really fun. Cool. Um, Bagley? No, it's it's another really good artist, and okay. I can't remember why I can't remember things right now, but I'm really excited for it because I love fun Spider-Man. Yeah. They don't do too many fun Spider-Mans anymore. Yeah. He's all serious. I just now. want him to like fight the rhino. I know. I, I know. I want him to like fight the shocker. Well, a super serious Spider-Man written by Joe Kelly was fighting the rhino and is maybe one of the best Spider-Man stories in the last yeah. decade because yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, amazing Spider-Man 624 and 625. You should pick it up. <laughs> um, news? News. In other news. The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. What did he just say? Check the prompter. Prompter's fine. Evan, read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. 
The White House Reception Committee greeted the prime rib roast minister, and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. I like a do the cha-cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. In other news... There's really not much this week. Um, did you see uh, what might be some some little yeah. images of the Spider-Man suit? I like the idea of it squinting. I think that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, I, 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 that's what we're assuming that is, right? Is like yeah. the eye, like but but maybe not squinting, but he uses the lens to do stuff. You know, maybe yeah. help him target things with his web shooters. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I'm down. It's it's definitely interesting looking. Uh, but we also don't. Yeah, I, we assume that's what it is. Yeah, and you also know too that Marvel's making it. They're not going to make it totally goofy. No. Um, and there is so the question is, if it is either of the like black suits would you think that was cool like if it's either the ultimate suit or if it's the uh how that one where he's got like the it's like the futuristic looking one yeah um Uh, i I wouldn't care because the the image is like uh, it seems like it's red and black yeah so um it's actually going back to the original design by steve ditko because originally it was red and black it wasn't red and blue yeah um I think it should be cool too if they put the webbing in between his arms so he'd help him glide. That would be neat. Um, I, again, a little throwback. The, the most important thing is is who's the man underneath it? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Always true. The character. Um, and it, it, it does have to look cool. Like I think the Amazing Spider-Man two suit is a pretty awesome. Yeah. I think I think it looks really good. Yeah, it does. Except maybe the spider, but spider's a little goofy on the back. But, oh yeah. But other than that, I think he still looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, I even like the Amazing Spider-Man one one. Yeah, you know, makes sense. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get a sequel to Jurassic World. So I know you're excited. I, I wouldn't say I'm not excited. I just hope that they make some changes. I, I always, I, 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 he's just leaning up against the wall dancing. <laughs> I, know, I know it's weird. He's being cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just want, I want more practical dinosaurs. Uh, I like Jurassic World, so. And I, I want a story that's a little bit different than what I've heard before. That, that's all I really want. And then I don't think that that's right. Am I asking for too much? Yeah. What? Practical dinosaurs what? are expensive. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the, uh, 200, it is going to be, it is the number three uh, highest grossing film. <laughs> it like, is. it's at like at 1.6 billion or something. They have a fucking ton of money. Dude, that's actually, re- Universal's Build having a an God. amazing year. Build a robot! <laughs> Universal's having an amazing year at the box yeah, office. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then they've got enough money to build a freaking robot. Just for the close scenes. I don't need... I'm not asking for a lot. I just want... If there's a shot of just the head of a dinosaur, build <laughs> the dinosaur. <laughs> and then, you know, write me a story that's actually worth telling. I I would love, like, all the things that Bryce Dallas Howard thinks about her character, I would love a story about that. Like, I would love a story with a, like, strong fe- female lead and, like, yeah, I, that would be great. She's coming um, back, so maybe she'll get the chance. Good. Oh. I, uh, I don't really want that character back. 
Well, maybe she's grown since then. By, maybe by in between the movies where you, you don't see, she's grown. Yeah, maybe she's a bat. Oh, yeah. Maybe her and Chris Pratt are dinosaur hunters because they got off the island and they have to go track dinosaurs down. Were we on the air talking about like what I want that movie to have been? Of course. Did Remember, we, you had, went on like a 20-minute rant about what you wanted the movie to be. Not, no, 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 not but, what they made the movie, what you wanted it to be. But I mean, like, <laughs> did I say on the show how cool I think it would be if her character was the one who was like afraid of dinosaurs? Like, if she was actually the person running around saying, like, that this was maybe kind of dangerous. Like, like that while everybody else was like, no, no, everything's fine, everything's fine, she just had this innate... Like, she was the only person left who just innately was afraid of dinosaurs the way I'm afraid of snakes. Hmm. Like, how that so would be like really... like Indiana neat. Jones? Yeah, right. So if she was if she was just, like, even though... Even if it was a, a brachiosaur, she was like, oh, man, like, they just, they just startle me and I don't like them. Hmm. But she's in charge of the park. I don't remember this conversation. Then, so. at the end, when she opens those gates... Dude, that would have been really cool. Like, have her be the one who who ends up kind of being right, even though everybody's telling her, like, no, 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 your fear is irrational. Like, it's not a big deal. They're just dinosaurs. Like, we've got it under control. He's just playing with the remote. <laughs> um, he's just like, oh, damn, I want to watch some TV. Um, <laughs> then, <the> Blu-ray. <laughs> then that way, at the end, when she opens those gates, like when she runs over and decides, I'm gonna release the T-Rex. Spoilers. Um. And it's totally awesome. Yeah, then I then that's a I character. Still th- I still think it's awesome. I think it's I think it's awesome because of the T Rex. I don't think it's awesome because of her. Oh yeah, who cares about her? No, I care about <laughs> I no I don't I want to care about her. That's my point. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, they're making Sharknado four. Of course, I, d- d- I didn't. Anyway, I've never seen a Sharknado. I don't. A part of me they're not I, good. Part they're... of me thinks I should watch them just because they're so part of like. They're not even like that watch, but they're so part of pop culture that yeah, that's that's my problem. Is like it's become this thing where they're intentionally making bad shark movies, which is fine. I I've watched a lot of bad shark movies, but I find it less. Oh, look at him walking. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it less entertaining than a real bad shark movie mm. because they they're trying know, to make it bad. Oh yeah, they're trying way too hard. Um. I think with the original Sharknado, that's not true because the original Sharknado is really boring because half the the first half of the movie is just them in a car in like waist high water pretending like there's sharks around them. <laughs> like it's a really boring, poorly made film. Um, but the interesting thing with this one is that they're having this like Twitter contest where you can decide whether or not Tara Reid's character dies, uh, which I think is partially interesting just because it, it it's really more a question of like, do you want Tara Reid to be in the movie or not? Like. <laughs> Yeah. If they continue to make more Sharknados, would you like to not have Tara Reid in them? Yeah, that's like the old uh, Robin where you called in the number and yeah. said, does he live or die? But it yeah. matters more. Uh, and then the very last thing I want to talk about is not actually news at all. Uh, I just want to get on a soapbox for a second. Because mm-hmm. there was this article. I, I follow Slash Film even though it makes me angry more than anything else. And so there's this article, and the title for the article is George R.R. Martin is also bored with Marvel's villains. Okay, mm-hmm. so... <sighs> there is so much packed into that fucking title that it's annoying as shit. It's yeah. also not really what he says. What he's what he's saying is... is He actually articulates it better than what I could last week. Um, which is what he's saying is he'd really like for Marvel... Right, they have a habit of making movies where the villain is basically just... Like, they have the same powers as the superhero. Right, which if you take a step back at it and you go like, oh yeah, that is that's exactly what's kind of wrong with it. Like, 
The Mandarin has the same powers as Iron Man? No, the Mandarin does. They, okay, they, I'm, I'm just wondering. He's on there. Um, no, Red they, Skull's yeah, nothing they, like they that. Use, they use just a picture of villains from the Marvel movie. I know. So that, Loki's on it? It also right. makes, yeah. Yeah, like Loki is on here, who's a, an awesome villain. Do you think but, Loki's super great, too, because of Tom Hiddleston? I think Oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston is makes it. super great. Yeah. Um, but what they're really talking about is, like, uh, Ant-Man and the first Iron Man. Actually... For the first two Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. um, and and he's right. Like it does make his, his his little argument there is like, how cool would it be? Like the 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 combat is a lot more dynamic when the two villains have rad, radically different powers. So if you take a look at like um, the Electro fight in Amazing Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. like that's a lot more fun than just two guys in robot suits fighting each other. Yeah, like like I that that scene is a lot more fun than the end of Ant Man, mm-hmm. uh, because even though I like the end of Ant Man. It is two guys who have the same powers fighting each other. Only one of them has lasers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really, it's an it's an interesting little conversation. Even though I don't you know, terribly like George R. R. Martin, his thing is he said Spider Man Two is the greatest comic book movie ever. That's it? true. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, though he says that Ant Man Two is or Ant Man is then like well, his number two behind. I, that, which I, I, have I, a lot I disagree people, with. Well, a lot of people do love Ant Man. It's really good. Um, but but I think you might be some right because I mean going back to Spider Man two I mean the fights in that are awesome because right. he has to fight someone who has you know he can't get close to him and it 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 requires the the writers and directors to come up with action scenes that are really dynamic and really fresh that's right? why the Vulture would be a cool villain it, yeah it would be that would be really cool um but the 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 problem is or the reason why that doesn't happen is because Marvel makes a lot of their villains character driven villains rather than so like uh Odias uh or Obadiah, o- Obadiah Stane is a really great villain when he's Obadiah Stane, but the Ironmonger is not the most amazing like villain in an action scene. Um but anyway, it's beside the point. What I the only reason I bring this up, I, I don't even terribly like George R. R. Martin as a whole, but um the the thing that just pissed me off was the way that they wrote this article and the way they titled it to make it sound like, hey, like nerds, this guy that you like, he's bored of this thing that you're all also bored of. Like they're trying to tell us that the the vast majority of people are bored with Marvel villains and Marvel and Marvel movies in general to some degree. Like I just it's disgusting. He's still chewing egg. <laughs> and it's the it's the new guy from who they just hired on for Well that's a to replace that's always been my problem with um Slash Film. Slash film is yeah. they they bait you with their article titles. I, I love Peter Serretta. I love his articles. He's great, and I'm sure that deep down he wishes he weren't running a site that were that was behaving that way. But it's just it's a shame to see them like kowtow to all the other shit trends. <laughs> Um, that only exists because nobody reads the articles. Like, and at this point, I don't read their articles either because their articles are also all written by a whole bunch of people who are inflammatory and yeah. not very interesting to read. Well, they're not the only ones because I also read Movie oh, yeah. Phone. Did you read the article I put up on Movie Phone? No, I didn't. I don't think I said that. They one. they ranked the Marvel origin stories from movies yeah. from worst to best. Okay, and they put Blade ahead of Spider Man. Uh, Blade. You mean the the like montage of a of a section where it's like my mom got bitten by a vampire while she was pregnant and giving yeah 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 that's not that's much a, of a that's not better than Spider Man yeah no and th- that's Wait, which th- Spider Man the Tobey Maguire one no no that's way better yeah 
That one's actually really pretty that, solid. Yeah, like, that one's pretty much the comic book one. And that basically well, and, I mean, me so is the Blade one, but the Blade one is like a montage to explain some shit so that we can move on to the part where he like cuts people with knives. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's and like, Blade it's, is not a better movie than Spider Man, I'm sorry. No. No. It's not a bad movie. But. No. Uh, but if you're really just looking at the origin, whatever. Yeah, we're, I know. That's what I mean. We're letting that, somebody else like, I mean, top ten bullshit. They, they purposely do that to get you all riled up. No, oh, yeah. Um, but anyways, these are the, the Blu-rays that are coming out this week. When did you move in? About five years ago. You should get some houseplants. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been tending my peace lily for about three years now. It oxygenates the room, helps you think, relieves stress. Its needs are simple. By the power of Greyskull. Point Break or Bad Boys 2? Which one do you think I prefer? No, I mean, which one do you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. See, what we do in the shadows did come out last week. It, yeah, I know, but it was not know, on the was, list. I, last I know, week. I checked that. I looked, and it wasn't on the list. Yeah, um, Home is the big release this week, which uh, my brother saw. He said it was all right. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't like Jim Parsons' voice, so I don't like Jim Parsons. So I can't get into that character at all. He sounds yeah. obnoxious. Um, yeah, my dad or my my brother went and brought and took. Uh, he and his wife took Layla, of my niece, to go see like her first movie, just to test like mm-hmm. whether or not she'd be okay. And it it's adorable. She was she was able to sit through the movie like she was engrossed. She mm-hmm. wasn't you know she didn't stir or anything like that. Except that she's she got too into it. So like when bad things would happen, she would like really get upset. Mm. She was like this is oh you know which is interesting because I don't know that she. Unless you feel that way about minions. <sighs> You should show her minions, no, and then should, report back to the show. You should shut up. <laughs> what if What if your niece said, "Uncle James, will you please take me to see Minions?" You would say no. No, you would say no to her. I would say no to her. You are a jerk. I. It is not my responsibility to to like take her to all things she wants. Yeah, but you should still. What's great about being an uncle? I'll take her to go see Ant Man. No, I won't. <laughs> what's great about being an uncle is you can do that stuff, and you never have to say no to him. <laughs> What's great about being an uncle is not me having to go see some shit movie again. No, it's about not having to say no to him. And you can, you know, give her candy, take her to see the minions, and she'll enjoy it. I hope she enjoys it. You don't understand me. I'm not that uncle. I guess There not. are plenty of times where, like, she'll be like, James, I want to, like, go do this. I'm like, nope, not going to do that. You are a mean uncle. No, I'm, no, she needs to learn that she doesn't get everything <laughs> she wants. Especially because yeah, right now she, she's an only child. She gets every. she doesn't get everything she wants from her parents. You need to be the... Uh, nope. The facilitator for giving her what she wants. I I will give her what she wants, provided what she wants is Buffy tapes and like <laughs> fucking gushers. Dude, I would cry if I had like a little girl and she came out and says, "Daddy, can we watch Buffy today?" I'd be like, "Oh, we can make that happen, Laura." <laughs> My life is complete now. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We're just being silly. <laughs> oh, Ryan needs a little girl so that he can show her Buffy. That's what we decided. Yep. <laughs> it is a hard job fucking oh man anyway oh uh, that's true yeah it's See, all it's all up everyone to you. and everyone says that it's hard to be the girl during pregnant i'm under a lot of pressure too 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, you did not jam my finger. You like tore ligaments in my finger. <laughs> he he knows he got it X-rayed. I did. Yeah. I didn't need to get X-ray, James. I could feel it in my I could finger. Feel. <laughs> oh man. So the story is now because now I have to tell it. No, as, I was gonna say. As my wife was super pregnant and she put on her boots and she couldn't take off her boots because she couldn't reach down because she right. was so fat and um <laughs> uh, so pregnant oh. and. So she had me do it, but she ties her boots so tight. No. Super tight. So I had to untie them, and my finger got caught. Well, no, she probably didn't tie them that tight when she put them on, but they're probably uncomfortable, so her feet swell. So then, like, by the time it came time to yeah, get them off. Yeah, it's her side. So no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I, I bet that the boots are really a bad decision all the way around. They are. So I was untying them or making them looser, and my finger got caught, and I pulled it, and I, like hurt my finger so bad like i could, <laughs> when i was playing softball i it, it hurt, i did i couldn't even throw the softball right i had to throw it a different way and she's in there crying eh, i went in labor they give her drugs <laughs> but what about my finger yeah no it was after i had an emergency c-section and i was recovering from my c-section in the in the uh mom baby unit ryan was like god my finger hurts so bad i was like, I, you just cut a kid. Out of my <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? She's so high on drugs. I never once mentioned my finger <laughs> when we were in there. No, I did not. Uh, we should. Not we in the labor and delivery on mom. Baby no, we. No, I did not. Yes, no, did. I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, who has a better memory, me or you? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you. I would never say that. I never uh, once said that while you're in the hospital. He did. She, she's just trying to make me out to be a jerk. Kellen, do you believe daddy or mommy? Dad, dad? I abstain. Good choice, buddy. <laughs> yeah, daddy. He said daddy. <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, sorry, mommy. You know, you know what he calls Laura? No, no. <laughs> he does. <laughs> my, Laura, am I lying? <laughs> I'm not lying. He calls me daddy and dada, and he calls Laura no no. No. Because all Laura does is set boundaries for him. <laughs> hey. Well, we, you just said that's her job. I know. It's, it's funny. We watch Modern Family and it's scary how much we're like Phil and Claire in that. Where Phil is the really cool, silly dad and Claire is the mom who's a great mom, but she's really has to be in control, has to do everything. I'm like, wow, it's just like my wife. Well, no somebody's got to do it. No fun. Somebody's got to be responsible for this shit. Right? Uh, speaking of response, what's coming out on Blu-ray besides home? Oh, yeah. Uh, weird tangent. It, it was. Anyway, um, Justice, Justice League Gods and Monsters, which is one of their animated features. It's weird. It's not, um, it's yeah. basically taking their big three, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and just casting them as different people. Does like, got Lady Thor in it? <laughs> Batman is now the man bat, or, so, I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Who gives yeah. a shit? Uh, the Stanley Cup or some shit? I don't know. Uh, Cherry 2000. So, here's the story with Cherry 2000. I don't know anything about Cherry 2000, except that Amazon has been recommending that I buy Cherry 2000 for about, What's it about? two months now. I don't know. I Click on it. Let's read the description. I have no idea what it Cherry 2000 like is. A, it looks like a cool like Mad Max, stone. like yeah. uh, like late 70s. Like the, I think the box art's sweet. The, the box art is really cool. Um, all right. So where is... No, there's all the reviews. Right there. Editorial review. Okay. Uh, all right. 
Need a bounty hunter? She's your man. In the future, a man travels to a man now. Whatever. A man travels to the ends of the earth to find the perfect woman. Tell me about it, right? <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, wow. in this fun, futuristic sci-fi adventure, Melanie Griffith, something what? wild, is delightful <laughs> and unflappable as a futuristic bounty hunter on a mission to find a robot replicant of a rich man's short-circuited wife. This is, con- like, oh, this is complicated. Uh... When successful businessman Sam Treadwell uh, of Fight Club finds that his android wife, Cherry Model 2000, uh, has blown a fuse, he hires sexy renegade tracker E. Johnson Griffith to find her exact duplicate. Why are there two of every one? I know, I thought... Anyway. What? Uh... But as their journey to replace his perfect mate leads them into a treacherous and lawless region of the Zone, Steve DeJarnett made his feature film debut in this. Oh, this is Steve DeJarnett of Miracle Mile made his feature debut in this in this badass futuristic thriller featuring a wonderful cast that includes Ben Johnson, Harry Carey Jr., Lawrence Fishburne. Brian James and Michael C. Guine. Seguine. But see, it's because you search for like Mad Max oh, totally. robots. And oh, yeah. Stuff I mean, like that on the Amazon. customers who bought this also bought Miracle Mile, Zone Troopers, Hackers. Cool um, Hand Luke. Is that that one? Right no, there? that's not. No, it looks like Cool Hand Luke, but it's not. Um, <laughs> I own Cool Hand Luke already. Uh, the Legacy. That's Scream Factory. Madhouse. Not Scream Factory. Robot Jocks, which Scream Factory. Robot Jocks, they have also been recommending to me for about two months. Um, but yeah, it's also twenty dollars. I'm not buying. No I'm not buying some weird Melanie Griffith future movie I've the, never heard of. The, co- the art's pretty sweet. Cover's awesome. So the cover is like painted. Yeah. Um. Like there's a city in the background. There's a car hanging vertically while I think Melanie Griffith's character is hanging out the sunroof while a dude is trying to pull her into the car. I love car. that it's futuristic, but it's a 1980s car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like... Some sexy woman with a beam going through her. Yeah. She's probably the robot who blows a fuse. How come in the... How come if they have robots that can be people, they can't replace their fuses? Like, they don't have That's replacement fuses? <laughs> like, oh, man... I blew a tire on this car. I have to buy a new car. Ironically, the DVD is more than the Blu-ray. <laughs> oh. Wow. Weird. Yep. Anyways, it looks interesting. <sighs> yeah. Not for 20 bucks, but you know. So Amazon will continue to recommend that to me for a while. Oh, there's one I'm getting down there. Uh, he, uh, Helix Season 2 is coming out this I week. I love the covers for Helix. Like, the first one's really cool looking. That one looks cool, too. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Town. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. It's coming out this week. I, I don't know. I know. It's a gunslinger that's a skeleton. I don't know. Oh, okay. Is it a... Um, it's Scream Factory. Yeah. The good, the bad, the satanic is the tagline. Sweet. I think the cover's sweet. Yeah, it's a... It's like a... It's a Western guy. Like, he's gonna, you know, duel with you. Yeah, he's a gunslinger, a skeleton. Um, but, yeah. He's, skeleton gunslinger. Yeah. That's a cool cover. Yeah. yeah it's not... Oh, and the, oh, the town itself is a ghost. See how it, it fades away? Yeah, ghost town. Ghost town. All right. That's... We'll see. Yeah. Um, ironically, Miracle Mile, which is also the movie I just mentioned in reading about Cherry 2000, uh, it comes out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, there's a, I believe it's an Italian film called White God that I saw on somebody's like, um, top 
10 films of the year so far. Uh, it's a foreign movie where I, I don't know, some dogs chasing a kid on a bike. I'm considering, like, trying to get a hold of it because something about it seemed really weird. But, um, anyway, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and there's Zone Troopers. Oh, so all those ones that I listed, those were all being recommended because they all mm-hmm. come out this week. So that's why. Um, cause yeah. there, there's that Lee Marvin movie that looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. That was Lee Marvin. I thought it was Cool Hand Luke. Oh, Together They Are, Together Their Murder is the name of that movie. It looks like Cool Hand Luke. Prime cut. Oh, not when you blow it up. It does. No, no. <laughs> like that. The the. It's just the design. Yeah, yeah the design. The, looks the graphic like design it. looks like it. Cool. Cool. That's the movies. Awesome. Ah, uh, this week we went and saw Pixels. Yep. James, should people go see Pixels? Um, it is not the best movie that is in theaters right now, but I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I I laughed a lot. There's some dumb shit in this movie that, and some things that I like really don't like. Um, but if you saw the trailer and you're curious and you tend to think that adam sandler is funny then yeah you will probably like this but there's like funnier stuff and and better movies in the theaters uh yeah you know actually i had a lot of fun watching this movie uh, it was more fun than the trailers make it out to be yeah the trailers are god oh, um, bad. I, I will i will say this if it, it feels like there's lots missing from it and i'll talk about it in the review it's got some momentum as um but uh, he, here's the here's the trailer for Pixels. But oh, I guess you, I, I should say that yeah, I guess you should see it. I think I think it's I think it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for just like a light heart family f- film, like there's really not that much cussing in it. Um, yeah. If it if it had come out in like March, like, yeah, I would say 100 percent people should go see it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, here's uh, here's a trailer for Pixels. has sent real-life video games to attack us. Pac-Man's a bad guy? Incoming! Donkey Kong. It's just a barrel! How bad can it hurt? The only way to take down Pac-Man is with ghosts. You want ghosts? These are your ghosts. Oh, yeah! We're the only ones who can do this! I'm kidding. We are all gonna die. I'm just... Sorry. May I introduce to you Professor Iwatani, the creator of Pac-Man. Pac-Man is not bad. You'll see. Professor Iwatani, what are you doing? I will talk to him. He's my son. Hello, my sweet little boy. 
Look how big you've grown. That's so sweet. He's so sweet. I know. You're a good boy. Ah! Somebody annihilate this stupid thing! I think, I think the movie visually is pretty spectacular. Yeah. But the designs and everything. Um, I think most of the characters are really funny. Yeah. Um, the, the Billy Mitchell kind of dude. Um, yeah. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage's character is really good. Yeah. Uh, and the dude, the conspiracy theorist, uh, the Wonder Kid. Um, uh, Josh Gad. Yeah. He's really funny. Oh, yeah. The scene when, when he's, he's with all the, uh, military guys. Oh, dude. And at first he's really nervous and he just breaks down and just starts screaming in their faces. And no, everything incoherent he says stuff. Oh, yeah. It, like, yeah. You're gonna, you're yeah. gonna reach into your pants and there's gonna be poop. And that poop is gonna be me in your pants, not like you think. <laughs> yeah, it's the movie's cute. It's um basically, I mean, the trailer says it all. Yeah, you and the, in this movie's like defense, the trailer not only says it all, they get the movie started real fast. It's yeah. like here's a clip of them in the past, and then here's the future where aliens are attacking. Yeah. Like they know the premise is stupid, so they waste no time at all trying to explain it. Yeah, and it, but see, the thing that I like is. Um, Adam Sandler's fun in it. You know, he, yeah. he's, he's pretty funny and, uh, Michelle Monaghan looks great. Yep. Um, you know, there's just little funny things. Like I love the scene where she's in the closet drinking wine out of a sippy cup and yeah. they're all talking about, uh, you know, their relationship problems and he goes <laughs> in for a kiss and she's like, do you even brush your teeth this morning? <laughs> uh, uh, I ate a Tic Tac. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really cute. And then, there's moments of flashing of old, like, Adam Sandler, uh, when they're in the White House and she has to go to the Situation Room and the president wants to see him. And he says, somebody's more important. That's from Happy Gilmore. And... Somebody keep this riffraff out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the part where I, I was saying that um, the movie seems like there's parts missing. Remember, uh, Kevin James became the president of the United States. And that's right. kind of actually a little funny joke yeah. where you know but anyways yeah, um yeah i love every time every time he does anything it gets up on on the news is like the world's in danger but yeah kevin james is eating a cake but see that's what i mean it feels like there's some scenes missing because he had that scene with adam sandler at the beginning saying where him and his wife were having problems yeah and then they have that really awkward bakery laughing yeah. scene. i didn't get it yeah that's a part of the movies that i didn't understand where it seems like the movie has pacing issues but then they cut out things that hurt hurt it i don't it, know did, I, did you feel it feels that like yeah it feels like it has pacing issues it also feels like everything that's not everything that's not the action scenes that move this the like plot forward are kind of the worst things in the movie for mm -hmm. uh, like for me and so i would imagine that if there is more of that stuff maybe it's not that good and so they cut it out yeah but then they should just cut out that bakery scene because it, to me it's well, i think i think the joke the payoff there like well, it's, it's the it's newscast still, yeah I, I, it still kind of works it's just the paying pay the pacing is weird yeah you know? that's what i mean it just seems in a weird spot and yeah. especially after you know 10 minutes earlier he said him and his wife were having issues so my guess is there's a scene where they have to pretend that they're having fun for the camera yeah maybe but then later on in the movie she's all lovey-dovey i don't know she only had like four lines in the movie so i don't know right what her point was and it seems like she's not like a big actress but she's well yeah, known she's, enough yeah that... she's a oh man um the woman from 30 Rock. yeah um yeah i forget her name like jane 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 Kubzinski. yep sounds about right yep but i still th i had a lot of fun watching the film you know i I really got into it too when the centipede attack happened and they grabbed yeah. the guns and were like lighting them up and stuff and, <laughs> and they're 
spinning around going like, this is the best day of my life. And yeah. you're like, this is, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah it was funny. And John Bean did not die in the movie. John Bean didn't die. I know. It's insane. Spoilers. Uh, but I had a lot of fun watching the movie. I, I, Laura asked me if I liked it. I said, I liked it. I just, I had to think about it for a little bit. Cause yeah. I, mean, if, I, I mean, I, I think vis- I still think visually it's pretty amazing. This is one of those movies that like at the end of the year when we have our list, I'll be going through and we'll be, I'll be like, Hey, remember pixels? <laughs> and we'll, we'll be like, Oh man, that was this year. Like this is a movie that I'm going to forget pretty quickly. Um, but I wasn't bored the whole time mm-hmm. I was in the theater. Like, I I laughed a lot. Yeah. Um, there were even some moments where I was like, "Hey, you know, this is interesting or well written or like like I I genuinely like that scene in the closet." Mm-hmm. Um, there's other scenes. Um, there's other scenes between Michelle Monaghan, like the whole thing between Michelle Monaghan and Adam Sandler is just so contrived and like yeah. forced together. Um, which is too bad considering that I that I think the closet scene is really good, but yeah. after that it just yeah becomes yeah sort because of, after that it's um. Oh, he can. She didn't like him because he installed, you know, computers. But oh, now that he can save the world, right? Yeah, oh, like they, he's... they don't make her any better. Like yeah. she ends up still being like, you know, and uh, you know, and but I do the one thing I do like is she's a really important character, like as far as yeah. where her position is. And you know, I love that there's a robot in oh that, yeah helping out at the government. It's, oh yeah, there's, I mean, there's fun little things like that. I hate, absolutely hate the. Nerds are the best kissers line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, like, it didn't even bother me as much in the movie until afterwards when, when Rafe and Dan and I were talking about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that was really bad. Mm. Cause like, it's such a throwaway little joke, but yeah. it was just like, ah, uh, like it, there's things like I, I hate, um, I hate that they set up that he is, he's basically like geek squad. Like, mm-hmm. I hate that they're using that whole thing again. But at the same time, that when he comes to the door and the kid says to him, like, and he has to say that line. Yeah, that's like, great. That exchange is really funny. It's it's almost like it's good in spite of itself, yeah. if that makes sense. <laughs> Isn't that kind of demeaning? It is when you bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I won't bring it up then. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, but then, you know, like the contrivance, you know, the kid gets zapped up. And you're saying, yeah. Ugh. You know what? Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like... Whatever the first draft of the script was, where the idea and basic plot came together, was complete dog shit. And then somebody came in and like put a bunch of jokes on it to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. But the core script is still there. Yeah, like that's what it feels like. Yeah, you know, if it, you know what, it, honestly, it feels like that. You're right. The script came to Adam Sandler. He's like, I'm going to make this funny. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> right. It's basically what it seems like. Yeah, to me. or oh, make yeah. it fun. Yeah, like if I put my friends in this and we just like have fun, this will be good. But, because, I but mean, the rest of this is just. I, I did awful. love too the last Donkey Kong thing. I thought was really fun. You know, yeah, where they're cool. fighting Donkey Kong and. Because um, yeah, you're and, right. Visually, it's great. And Peter Dinklage is really good in it. Yes. I mean, because he's having fun and uh, he's. <laughs> I love that he talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and his dream, his <laughs> demands were. I want an island. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> part. Oh man, that just I, killed me. I want a threesome with Serena Williams and Martha Stewart. In the Lincoln bedroom. You can have one of them. <laughs> Serena, Serena Williams. Serena you, Williams. You can have coffee with one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Serena pretty, Williams and it's a deal. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it's enjoyable. Yeah, like, it, but I mean, there's also, yeah, there's enjoyable, but there's parts, you know, he has cheat codes engraved in his glasses. Yeah. But how does he apply that to real life when the Pac-Man's chasing him? Oh, yeah. No, no. They never. That's, that's what I mean. Like, it seems like there's just parts missing. 
I, I think they just don't give a shit about explaining that. Because and how the kid got the sunglasses. I think they're just trying to set it up that. Well, that's, that's my point is like, that's all, those are all beats. They're all plot points that are all really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really need there to be, I actually like was kind of groaning when they were, when they were setting up this whole like, oh, there's going to be like clearly something bad. You know, when she was watching him like jump through stuff, mm-hmm. um, I was like, Oh no, like don't set up some plot where like there's strife inside the team or what like I just don't give a shit. Like just let me watch these guys play video games. Yeah, in that's life. the thing is we already knew he was a cheater because he was in prison for it. Like, <laughs> so we don't yeah. need to uh, and we know he's not a cool guy, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, like I, I really just wanted those characters to have lines of dialogue. Oh, oh, and that's the other thing, is that uh basically everything involving well once they grow up, everything involving what Lady Lisa or whatever yeah. is pretty dumb and and yeah. just not funny. Like when she no. shows up, it just it doesn't make sense. No, it's not funny. Um, That's what I mean. It seems like there's just parts missing. Yeah, like Ashley Benson never says anything. Mm-hmm. Even and then Cubert and then Cubert turns into her. Yeah, and then they're Cubert babies. Yeah, I, so that's like bizarre. And it, the funny thing is, yeah. Adam Sandler actually says a line where he says, Does anyone else think it's weird that it's just Cubert? Oh, yeah. Like, they're so, aware that what they're doing is insane. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the whole Lady Lisa thing, it's hilarious when the kid's young. Like, when he's talking to Lady Lisa, but she's not a real character. Like, that's not a real video game. Like, they made that part up. There's no payoff, really, to it, you know? Um, I don't, uh, I don't like it. Yeah. That movie's still fun. Yeah. 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 It's harmless. Harmless is a really good way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pixels is harmless. I- I'll still probably get it because I still had fun watching it, and I like Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. I would see it again. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would see it again today. I know it's based but... on a short film that I kind of want to see, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, some guy made a short film, and that's where they got the idea for video games attacking everybody. Huh. Okay. Well. So, yeah, I mean... If you want to see a matinee of pixels, I think you could do a lot worse. It's a lot better than Minions. <laughs> There's, that that should be on their poster. Yeah. It probably should be because then people would be oh, it's better than Minions. Yeah. Because Minions has made $250 million. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to remind you of that. I hate America. Oh, dude, don't be Iggy Azalea. <laughs> you love America because you have a choice of choosing between pixels and Minions. No, I don't. I Actually, had, you I don't. Had, yeah. I didn't have a choice man <laughs> you're on a podcast you don't have a choice i don't have any choices but it's okay next week we get to see mission impossible rogue nation yeah and that one's gonna be awesome yeah i'm very excited i know i think i'm gonna have to see it thursday again i'm, th- I'm gonna try to see it at alamo though i, I hope i can get done with work soon enough yeah if uh, i go see it at alamo i'll let you know i have a feeling i may see it twice next weekend sweet because it's mission impossible and i know it's gonna be good yep Spoilers for next week. Mission <laughs> Impossible, you should go see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until next week, James, thanks for coming by early in the morning. I appreciate thanks. it. Yeah. Um, and uh, next week, if you choose to accept this mission, we'll be here again. Bye. Bye. That's a Mission Impossible joke. <laughs> Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even realnerds at gmail.com like us on facebook hey stream us on stitcher you want to call us 720-6nerds5 and download us on itunes just search real nerds thank you joe kempter for the wonderful voiceover and also spark mandrill for the wonderful late night jazz smooth sounds of movies 
You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.